Do you want to know the biggest mistake that a salon professional can make with their Instagram in today's world? How about how little time a busy salon owner is actually spending to create a super successful Instagram account? In our latest social media success episode, we're sitting down with a salon owner to go through some serious hot tips and takes on building engagement with your social media, making sure that it's driving actual traffic to the salon and everything in between. Buckle up, let's go. This is a great episode. You're gonna learn a ton about boosting and enhancing your Instagram account. Welcome to The Salon Scoop, a podcast by Salon SOS. I'm your host, Scott Moon, the founder of Salon SOS, and I'm obsessed with helping salon professionals live their best life. In this show, we shop talk all things salon to bring you real life stories, debates, entertainment, and inspiration to help you find happiness and success in this beautiful industry. If you work in the salon industry in any capacity, this podcast is open to you. So set down your scissors or rinse out that toner and let's get into it. Good day, everybody. It is a great day to be alive um, and an even better day to be listening to the Salon Scoop podcast, where today we're going to go deep into some best practices around digital and social media for salons and salon professionals. I have the great pleasure uh, of having a wonderful guest with us today, Leanne Cordero, uh, owner of Salon Cordero, just outside of Vancouver, beautiful British Columbia, uh, Canada. I've had the pleasure of knowing Leanne for many, many years now. I don't know, <laughs> don't know exactly how many, but uh, Leanne is genuinely one of my favorite people in in the industry. Uh, always so positive, so humble, uh, with all of her uh, all of her successes for her salon and whatnot. And anyway, it's just a great, uh, great human being to work with um, and who is going to be uh, bringing another human being into our uh, our world. So if uh, if that new human being is, is half as wonderful as you, Leanne, I know it's going to be a great addition to our planet. So thank you so much for being here with us today. I thank you so much. I was not expecting that big of a warm welcoming. That's so kind of you. Thank you. <laughs> I'm uh, excited to chat today. Yeah, we're going to have a great, uh, great episode. We're going to learn lots of uh, lots of tips and tricks around social media. I encourage everyone who's listening to follow along with a bit of a show and tell because we're going to be really delving deep into some Instagram, especially. So as long as you have your hands free and are not, you know, uh, either driving or working out or doing something else, I would encourage you to quickly follow two Instagram accounts and kind of keep them open on your phone as we go through this episode today. So you'll be able to see exactly what we're referring to on certain things. So I'd encourage you right away, go to Instagram, um, search for at salon.s.o.s. Give that a quick follow. And same thing with at salon cordero. That's spelled C-O-R. D-E-I-R-O. Follow that account as well and follow along as we uh, as we get into this episode. So you can really it's going to be like a, a, a look at look and learn, let's say, uh, as we uh, <laughs> as we go. So, Leanne, we kind of have a tradition, though, of asking all of our guests an SOS signature question uh, before we officially start. So uh, but I really want to keep ourselves on topic with, you know, digital marketing, social media. So could you start us off with one simple hot tip that you would suggest for all Instagram accounts out there at salon level? For sure. I think the biggest one that I know um, we've talked about in the past is staying consistent on social media, and that will help you with the algorithm. And then when you have openings in your day, um, whether it's a you know kind of a dead day in general or one stylist has had a cancellation, you'll be able to post that you have an opening. And because you've been consistent and the algorithm is going to keep you near the top, you're going to get more views on that and a better chance of getting that day booked up and the stylist booked up. So we love, we love using it for our last minute fill-ins for the day. 
Love that. And I mean, a lot of salons, you know, probably, you know, have heard that, but maybe have, have forgotten about it or stopped doing it. Um, I usually like to suggest putting that into the stories, especially even more than posts. I mean, it could be good in both. The stories is going to disappear after 24 hours. So that way you don't have to remember, uh, you know, on a post, you might want to remember to kind of go back and and delete that just so yeah. that it doesn't, uh, doesn't still show, you know, something outdated saying, hey, uh, yes. you know, 2025, <laughs> if, you're, if you're offering any kind of discount or something, you want to be a little bit cautious with that. But yes, um, yes. definitely, definitely a great thing to, uh, to start with. So, all right, great, uh, great tip to start us off. And we're going to have fun talking about digital strategies uh, to grow your salon business today. Again, whether you're a, a salon company or even, you know, uh, an independent, uh, you know, independent stylist or esthetician, a lot of these tips will be relevant for you. So, Leanne, maybe you can just give us a quick backstory um, so people can kind of understand who you are, you know, how long you've been in the industry. You don't need to name years. We don't need to know. Uh, <laughs> but just sort of like, you know, when Salon Cordero started, how your role in the company has changed over the years. Yeah. Yeah, I've been in the industry for a long time. Uh, scary to say, but proud to say it's been 20 years. That blows my mind wow. um, that I've been in the industry now. But I opened my own salon 13 years ago. Um, and I was a stylist for 17 and a half of those years. So I still consider my sty myself a stylist, but I currently have not worked behind the chair consistently since the beginning of 2021. So it definitely felt like a natural progression as my business grew um, to step away from behind the chair and um, fully take on the management of the salon, as well as being the head educator there to make sure that we had full um, consistency throughout our stylists. Um, we also run quite an extensive apprenticeship program. So yeah, I grew the team to over 22 stylists um, at that point. So it was time to take a step back. Um, I miss it. I miss doing hair, but I definitely know that I cannot at this point um, be able to work behind the chair and properly manage the company at the same time. So um, I'm happy those days that I get to pick up a couple of clients here and there and always feel like I have my hands in the game with educating um, and teaching. So, yeah, it's been great. Amazing. Amazing. Great. Uh, great job. And it's been wonderful to see your uh, your salon, you know, grow and flourish over the years um, as well. So congratulations on uh, on all of that. Um, so let's get into social media, Instagram specifically, uh, I do want to point out Salon Cordero is actually a great example of overall online presence and, and digital footprint, as we like to call it. So we're going to touch upon some of those things as well. Um, we'll have their their website address in the in the show notes that you can check out as well. Uh, but starting with Instagram, you have over 11,000 followers, um, you know, on your on your page today, but I would say more importantly, because we always say it's not about the quantity of followers. It's really about the quality of followers uh, that's more important. So sometimes people get too caught up in the what we call a vanity metric of, oh, you have to have, you know, 10,000 followers, 20,000 followers, 100,000 followers. If they're not the right followers who are actual potential, you know, customers, it doesn't really matter. So what you really want is quality followers who are going to be engaging with your content. And, you know, with that, you know, I see from your feed, you typically get between, you know, range, but like, you know, 40 to 200, you know, likes, you know, on average on uh, on posts, which is still very high compared to, uh, you know, the average salon out there. So let's talk about what you did to build your Instagram account in the first place. How did you build up the followers and that level of engagement? Yeah, thank you for those compliments. Um, I, I, I wish I sometimes had... Um you know, a better answer for, um, or like that I really wish I had a, an actual strategy, except for, I think the biggest one was when this tool became available. And I want to say more in 2013, uh, maybe 2012, when we started it, I re really looked at it as a fun way to be able to show people who we are, um, what's going on and what we were doing here. So I don't think I ever knew that uh, it was going to take off as much as it did. But I think we started then and 
I remember at one point we allowed everyone that worked for us to have access to the account. And I remember it getting a little messy and random posts kind of everywhere and maybe 14 posts in a day and then none for a week. And we eventually, a couple of years into it, started to make it a little bit more professional. Um, I had my front desk take over managing it. And she did amazing for a great, I would say that was a good four years. And then I took back over it and have been doing it ever since. So um, I think a big one was we organically grew all of those followers. There was never a time um, that we bought any or did any special. I, I'm not good enough even with tech to know exactly how you would go about that. But we never did any sort of promotion to gain a chunk of followers. We um, did it by engaging with our guests, um, advertising to our guests and organically growing who was genuinely interested in us and what we were doing, which again has, I think, provided us with followers that um, do engage with our work or are interested in what we're doing instead of just having the large number of, you know, how many people you have following you. Yeah, I love that. And something that you just said that I think is so relevant is that you said you engaged with your guests a lot. And I think too often, especially today, we get caught up in just focusing on posting stuff on our social media. And we yeah. forget about the importance of actually engaging with other people's content. It's like, well, how can we just sit back and expect that others are going to engage with our content <laughs> if we're if we're not actually spending any time to engage with their content? I mean, <laughs> totally. Yeah, um, that was big back then, but I think even big now. I love, I love following some of our you know guests that we've known for so many years and seeing what's going on in their personal lives and what they're up to and hopefully great shots of their hair when they're out doing their daily life. Um, so getting to engage with them that way also. Um, helps promote your business because your name is going to be out there more when they see the likes and comments as well. Exactly. It's top of mind. Remember everybody out there, it's social media, social for a reason, <laughs> because it's it's meant to be, you know, a bit of a, you know, you're, you're having a bit of an online relationship, yes. uh, you know, with people. So if you want more engagement, then you have to be engaging more as well on other yeah. accounts. So that's definitely out there. Um, Let's quickly just kind of confirm some some basics for our listeners that aren't able to look at your account, okay, while we're listening to this. Um, just how often is there some kind of new content being posted on your on your Instagram account, whether it's a post, a reel, a story? Um, I would aim for at least five times a week. Sometimes it's six to seven, but I think a minimum of five times a week are we posting on our page and story at the same time. Okay, and would you always... Uh, like, so it would be like five to six times a week, there'd be a post and also five to six days a week, you'd have some story going. Yes, absolutely. So the post being either a photo <clears throat> or a reel, and then also the story is always done the same day I'm posting. I'm also doing a story as well. And typically how many, um, stories because there's like you yeah. know it can be multiple uh multiple uh sort of contents within the story so typically how many per per day would you have in your story i try to have no less than four i've definitely realized in the last even couple months if you do more than eight the engagement will kind of drop after that like you know people want more than one or two taps but after eight i think we've we've uh, exhausted them with information <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely yeah uh, but anyways that's that's a great just sort of like starting point you know uh you definitely want to be present both in your posts and in your stories and in your stories ideally you want more than just you know putting one thing up there uh yes. you know it's great to have a few because you're just keeping people inside of your bubble for a little bit longer, right? And ultimately, yeah. that's super important when we talk about the algorithm. Um, yeah. You know, the longer that people are spending on your content, the better it is for your account. So give them some interesting things to to look at. And when they are going through the stories, typically, you know, they are interested in seeing, you know, a couple of things, tap, tap, watch, you know, video, yeah. image, uh, you know, keep it, uh, keep it there. Okay. Um, other kind of quick factual things. Do you systematically post the same thing automatically to your Facebook uh, page each time that you post on Instagram? 
Yes, I love when technology is made easy, when it can just post to both. That's great. I think there's definitely crossover of the same followers on both, but I also think we have quite a different demographic on Facebook to Instagram. So it's great when those posts can go out to both right away and I don't have to be logging on to both or thinking of different content within a day. Yeah, you might as well. I mean, uh, for sure, you've probably noticed typically content tends to perform better on one platform. There, you know, certain, there's some posts that'll perform better on Facebook than Instagram and vice versa. And that's because, you know, people who are on those platforms, even though it's, there's often a similar demographic. I mean, you, you know, I'm, I, you know, I'm spend some time on Instagram and spend some time on Facebook and, you know, many people are on both, but you kind of tend to look for different types of information. So 100%. You know, there can be advantages to having some differences in your content, but the reality is as busy, uh, you know, business uh, owners, there's only so much that we can do. So at least being able to automatically have something is certainly, uh, you know, something that, that should be done. Do you have a TikTok account for your salon? We don't. And I have um, the last year we've had a new front desk manager and uh, she's, definitely express some interest in helping me create one. Um, I would say I'm in between completely letting go of the reins and letting her do it on her own, but also a part of me wants to be a part of it for, uh, yeah, just to kind of manage the content, make sure it's still authentic to us and who we are. Um, but But I'm aging out of TikTok and maybe knowing exactly what's relevant. So I should probably take her up on her offer sooner than later. So the best time to start on TikTok was uh, yesterday. Um, (laughs) But but the second best time to start on TikTok for those, everybody out there is today. Today. So you know what? Uh, My recommendation for everybody out there is just get into it. Um, You know, it it takes a while, just like, you know, Instagram, it takes a while. It took a while to, you know, build the accounts. You might as well. TikTok is obviously, you know, a huge worldwide platform. um, And it's not just uh, teenagers doing crazy, you know, dance videos anymore. Um, It's definitely worthwhile for people to, to be there. Again, you can post a lot of what you would do as an Instagram reel, you know, directly yes. to TikTok as well. So already you can have some content um, that you can kind of cross between the two platforms to kind of help you get started. But just as I was mentioning earlier, you know, what works well on Facebook often, you know, is not quite the same as on Instagram. It's the same on TikTok and Instagram Reels. Uh, there'll tend to be certain things that perform a little bit better, you know, on TikTok and some things that perform better as an Instagram Reel, but you should definitely be there. Ultimately, you know, from all of this, you know, digital platform, social media, the real objective for all of us is to gain the attention of potential consumers and Mm -hmm. consumers have their attention on their phones through all these multiple platforms. So the more that you can have some degree of presence across these platforms, the more likely you are to have them come across you, which ultimately is just what we're trying to maximize the exposure and the the tension that we can get. So, and may I remind everybody, all these platforms are completely free. So, so uh, you know, we're getting we're getting free exposure to to people for our businesses. Um, obviously, there are strategies to to do better and better and better and get more exposure and more you know engagement, more followers. But something is always better than nothing to get started with. So, a hundred percent little little uh, public service announcement for everybody out there. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, so you've mentioned that you used to for your Instagram have. Uh, a front desk person, but you took that over. Um, uh, I guess once you sort of left the chair and became sort of full time uh, in the management role, is that correct? Yeah, maybe it was about. You know what? If I stopped doing here in 2021, I want to say more in 2019, I probably took it over. I think okay. there was just like a bit of a change of her role at the time, um, and she had done a fantastic job. Um, but we were, I think, both feeling a little bored with our page and we needed a change at that time. So um, instead of me trying to 
continue to express my ideas to her and for her to execute them. Um, I somehow took that on while I was still working behind the chair. Okay. <laughs> but, no, and then it became a really great tool in 2020 when the salon was shut down as well. So I'm happy that I was in the practice before that happened on um, what to do and kind of how to create engagement there. That's great. Well, it's, it's good because most, you know, most salon owners, you know, don't have the luxury of just passing it off to, uh, you know, to somebody else to do for them yeah. and are struggling with the whole, like, you know, I don't have time to keep yeah. up, you know, with all this and to do it properly and, and whatnot. I want to pass it off to somebody, but maybe I don't have somebody to do it. And uh, anyways, we'll get into that a little bit more uh, later. Yeah. But um, you did mention that you were kind of feeling bored with the content at the time. Uh, and that's sort of what stimulated a little bit making the switch. Yeah. That I'm sure happens. I mean, we all have creative lapses from time to time, just in our in our regular, you know, day-to-day -day work. When it comes to social media, which is maybe not the forte for a lot of people, when you get stuck in a rut and you're kind of bored with the content or you don't have inspiration uh, about, you know, what to post, uh, how to do, what what do you do or how do you recommend getting out of that rut? Um, I've recently in the last maybe three to six months put less pressure on myself for realizing that it is okay to, you know, go through a little bit of that uninspired time and uh, not taking a long break by a break. I maybe mean three or four days, um, but I try to not force myself in that moment if I'm really not feeling it. And as you mentioned before, we're always on our phones. So as I'm scrolling around, maybe on different Instagram accounts, I normally will get some sort of inspiration from what they're doing. And it might not even be a hair page, but I look, I try to think to myself, what content is exciting me right now? What uh, content is attracting me and, you know, mimic it in a way of how I can offer that information um, and excitement to our guests and just not overthink it, you know, stay authentic to you and, and get back on it. And before you know it, I don't know what the change is, but you all of a sudden are excited to do it again. So trying to not put too much pressure um, and also not taking that long hiatus, just take a couple days off, get excited and then get back on it again. Yeah. And I, I like what you said about not overthinking it. You know, sometimes we, we, we spend too much time, like, thinking and you know saying oh that that's not going to be good as a post so i'm not going to do that and uh we're trying to like make sure that we come up with like a really really great idea but action will beat thinking every single day of the week when it comes to this so uh just oh, yeah. don't take it too seriously remember it's social media it's meant to be social it's meant to be fun and just try to have fun with it whatever brings you excitement joy fun you know at the salon post that yeah. stuff, uh, you know, yeah. because that's going to bring you more joy in doing it. And it's actually most likely going to be getting better results because people will see the, the more authentic, like you said, you know, yeah. human fun side of what's, what's going on. That's really what people are looking for when they're yeah. scrolling through social media. They're not scrolling to see your 20% off promotion. Um, <laughs> you know, that's, uh, it's, of course, we're going to get that message out there, but that's not what people are really hoping for when they're spending their yeah. time uh, scrolling. All right. Yeah. I think in general, we always think too, uh, too highly of ourselves that people are reading too much into it as well. They're just going to tap through in a couple seconds. So honestly, don't overthink that content. Show something of what's going on in the salon. At least you will um, remind them who you are and that you're still around, right? Yeah. Versus overthinking content that they're not going to spend more than four seconds on. Yeah, exactly. I think that's about all of our attention spans now. <laughs> uh, what was that, Leanne? I tuned out there for a second. Uh, no. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's true. <laughs> kidding. All right, all our listeners up out there, snap back into it. Let's uh, let's connect with what we're uh, what we're yeah. saying here because uh, their attention span is uh, all over the place. Also, let's talk a little bit about your the why, the purpose behind your your Instagram content. Like, it's always important to have some kind of purpose, not just post randomly. So is there any kind of, you know, strategy that guides what you post and what you're trying to accomplish? Um, I think I really am trying to um, show who we are authentically as a salon, who they are as stylists, um, what our values are, what we, um, and really, really um, 
again, I, I, and without overthinking it, wanting to show just who we are as a whole team. So it's a great way to be social um, and to connect with people that have maybe heard about your business or, or maybe thinking of getting into the industry. It's a great way to freely advertise who you are and what you do. Love that. Really showcasing yeah. your values. I, I like that that you said, because ultimately that's what draws people in to kind of make a bit of an emotional connection with your, you know, with your business, right? Like people connect based on yeah. common interests, based on values. Uh, so if you're consciously trying to sort of put that out there, then you're going to attract, you know, the right type of people, you know, to your business, whether it's, you know, customers that are going to be the right people or even other stylists, right? Who are going to be attracted absolutely. to the vibe of your salon. Yes, um, absolutely. So, that's uh, what you put out there is what you're going to attract back to you. One thing that I love about your feed in particular, and those sort of scrolling a lot around, like uh, on the, on the Salon Cordero account, just, you know, scroll through their, their general feed. And there's such a great variety in there. <laughs> Can you speak a little bit to how you go about, you know, building either a content calendar or figuring out like what you're going to post when um, and also then which types of posts tend to get the most engagement on your page. Yeah, for sure. I think um, when I mentioned we were, I was a little bit bored with our page around the 2018 mark was, I think that's when every hair page became just the back of someone's hair, right. which of course <laughs> is what we do. And that, that's what we wanted to showcase. Um, but I wanted to step away from just the hair we create. And I wanted to show, um, you know, products we were using, some of the favorite accessories we have or tools, um, new launches coming in. I wanted to engage with our guests on those sort of things. And I also started to realize back then, and it's still true today, how much uh, people wanted to see who we were. So whenever I post a stylist and actually show her face, not just her work, um, I think that really, that creates the most amount of engagement, um, showing us as a team, um, and then little educational posts. So sometimes as a stylist or whatever industry you're in, you know, you start to take for granted that everyone knows the information you know, um, but sometimes just explaining what a balayage is, even though we use that word and throw that term around all the time <laughs> in our industry and a client could call in for and book for that, but then they're like, so that means I'll be lighter, right? <laughs> so, <laughs> sometimes just taking those little things and breaking it down for the guests, I think creates variety on your page we don't uh so it's not the same thing every day and then aesthetically I look at other pages and ours um and make sure there is a variety so I try to never put two hair posts just back to back or two um even faces of stylists back to back it just kind of looks a little boring and plain when you look at the page all together yeah absolutely so do you have any kind of set calendar to help you do that or you just sort of go and, and check what you last posted and then uh, make sure that it's different the next time um my biggest my biggest schedule which is so funny and I hope my front my old front desk manager Jayon is listening to this that started this probably back in 2015 was we post a funny meme every six posts and she started that back in 2015 and I have followed that ever since I think Everyone loves a good meme on uh, social media and uh, they always get a ton of engagement. So definitely every six posts, we have that. And from there, I kind of look at my week of has anyone gotten a promotion? Who has openings? What's on sale? And make sure I have that variety of a hair to face to a product um, to maybe a shot of the salon and kind of what's going on within that week. Nice. How much time would you say that you spend either per day or per week on your salon's social media account? Oh, uh, um, I would say two hours a week. Yeah, I would feel pretty fair about that. I don't know if that sounds like a lot or a little. That's probably very little to some content creators. Um, but maybe I think that sounds, um, I think that sounds pretty reasonable for, for most to be able to say, okay, can you find two hours out of your entire week? Um, right. To be able to, you know, put together 
you know, the content, which we know is super important, right. To be, you know, consistent and, um, on your uh, on your social media accounts, I think everybody should be able to find two hours um, during an entire uh, entire week. So that sounds very reasonable. Yeah, yeah. And do you do you <laughs> schedule do you schedule posts uh, sort of in advance? Like you already have something scheduled for you know Friday, and uh, it'll just end up posting automatically, or do you just kind of create the stuff and then go in and post it each day? Um, you know what? I've thought I in the past I've done some scheduled stuff and I found it took more than that two hours a week because really finding that time of that two hour chunk in one day or a three it turned into more of a three hour chunk in a day to look at exactly how I wanted to map it out, exactly how I wanted it to be and pre-planning it. I found for myself. Uh, took more time and effort. Um, I've learned over the years to find time to enjoy when I do it. So instead of scrolling aimless me, aimlessly, um, whether I'm having just my morning coffee, um, I enjoy that time to get something done for my business while I feel like I'm relaxing. So uh, I kind of think of what's inspiring me that day or what I feel excited to share. I'll look at our page and um, do a little bit in the morning and then think about how my post can also uh, tie in with the story that I'm posting in the morning and typically post more around noon or 5 p.m. I find is when we get the most engagement. Love that. Um, let's actually talk a little bit about, uh, about that aspect. So you mentioned you know, the time of day where you get the most engagement. I'm going to caution people right off the bat here. Don't just everybody go and post at noon and five, because <laughs> <laughs> it, doesn't, it doesn't mean that those are the best times, no. um, you know, for, uh, for you, but it's important to understand what the best times are for your particular page. Um, yeah. and that's possible. Let's talk a little bit about sort of key performance indicators and sort of how you measure, you know, the success of your Instagram page as a whole. Um, you know, Instagram does have an, what's called an insights section where you can see things like, you know, what time of day, most of your people, most of your followers are there, what days, you know, of the week they are more active on Instagram. So those insights, Instagram actually tells you when is the best mm -hmm. time to post for your particular page. But how do you overall look at, you know, what are the things that you look at to judge whether or not your account is successful or not? Yeah, I do look at the insights. I, I wish I was a little smarter or had someone to help coach me through exactly how I could read those a little bit better. Um, I know we've talked about how in general for everyone, I think in 2023, engagement has felt down. So maybe the amount of likes and shares um, you know, all were are down, but I try to remind myself is the point of this, of having this social media page or is the point of this post to have likes or is it to continue to grow my business? And uh, month after month, you know, week after week, we have, we would never go a week without having a new customer in the salon that says they haven't found us on Instagram. So did she like our post? Did she share our post? Did she save our post? Maybe not. But the point of it was, was it drove in a new guest who got a glimpse of what we offer in our salon and wanted to book an appointment. So um, I've learned, especially in the last couple of months to not get too sad if there's only 20 or 40 likes on something. Um, that's not really going to indicate whether this is making the business more successful and the stylist busier. That is such a great insight. And I want people to really, really take that in because so often we're just measuring the success of our, you know, social media page based on, you know, how many followers and how many likes, but ultimately we're doing it as a business building tool. So, you have to find a way to see if it's actually building your business or not. Yeah. And I think right? like, of course, like sometimes with how much effort you put into whether it's a story or a reel or trying to curate your page and, you know, um, your insights are low or you can tell your interactions low. Of course, it's disheartening and it can be frustrating. Um, but then I remember is my main job to be a content creator and trying to get famous 
on social media? No. My main job is to continue to grow my salon and the stylist within it. So this is a tool to help make my business busier. I'm not trying to just be a business on social media. Love it. Love it. Love it. All right. Soak it in, everybody. This is uh, this is great, uh, great stuff. So how do you then determine whether or not you're getting new clients from social media? Like, how can you track that? Oh, yeah. So we, every new guest that comes into our salon fills out a new client form. Um, and one of the questions is, how did they hear about us? So there's a couple of options on there, whether they were referred by a friend, um, drove past, walked in. Um, and one of them is social media slash Instagram. I guess Facebook is on there, but um, we more know that Instagram's a larger one. So we will track every month how many people are saying that they um, found found us and it's their first visit based on finding us on social media. Fantastic. So everybody listening out there, you should absolutely be asking every single new customer to your business how they, you know, how they found out about you or how they heard about you or, or what was the, the trigger. Sometimes there's multiple things, you know, they might have, yeah. you know, they might have heard something, you know, from a, a friend and then they saw you on Instagram, maybe yeah. they've been following you for a bit. And then, you know, finally they decided, uh, you know, to come visit or, or vice versa. There's obviously, you know, could be multiple things, but if they come and fill out the form and their instinct is to say, you know what, Instagram, that's probably the most, you know, the thing that had the biggest impact in their decision to come in and see you. So um, yeah, definitely I think need to be tracking that. Yeah. And maybe hearing about you from a friend or a family member. And if they went to check out your social media page and you haven't posted since 2020, they might not be as encouraged to book an appointment, but if they see that you're active and uh, putting out new content, I think that would encourage the referral um, that they got from their friend or family member for sure. Amazing. Okay. Um, super quickly, because I, I want to touch upon this, but I want to go back to the insights just for people who aren't sure, yeah. you know, how to access and see insights. Um, if you are, if you go to Instagram, uh, whether you're scrolling around or not, your little profile, you know, circle is at the bottom right corner. So if you click on that, now you go to your, now you're on your profile page in the top right corner, there's three little lines. That's what you want to click on that's kind of like your settings and it's going to give you a bunch of options like a menu essentially your menu options and in there should be insights you can go into there and it's going to give you a whole bunch of data about your instagram account uh, you obviously have to have a you know a business instagram account to have access to this that's yeah. uh, that's important but you know it's going to tell you all of you can look at all of your posts, you know, which ones are getting the most engagements. So you can kind of see them ranked to sort of see which posts are actually getting more, uh, you know, engagement likes comments than others. You'll see the total amount of, you know, uh, other Instagram accounts that you are reaching, right? So just how many people are seeing you. Um, you can look at, like I said, days of the week, uh, times of the day. You can look at geographic location, where people are coming from. You can look at gender. You can look at whether they're, you know, what devices they're uh, looking at you from a little bit less relevant, but I would definitely say you want to be tracking on a regular basis, your overall reach and your overall engagement, because you want to just make sure that that's not, you know, having huge, you know, huge drop-offs. Ideally, you want that to continually, you know, grow bit by bit as you grow your followers. Yes. Keeping an eye on the days of the week, as well as the times of day that your followers are most active should tell you, you know, when you can be posting and give yourself the best chance to get the most possible engagement. Um, yeah. And then I like to look at the actual sort of ranking of the posts and the reels to see which ones are performing best, because that can kind of give you clues as to which content is getting the most reactions. And then you can, you know, try to plan to make sure that you continue that type of content in the uh, in the future and just sort of keeping an eye on it because it does change over time right so what worked six months ago For you know sure. may not be working as much anymore so you want to just kind of continually check up on these things I would say at the minimum probably every three months uh, would be good to sort of check in with your insights all right um I want to come back to this new client intake form that you were talking about, Leanne. Um, since you use that form, 
what are the biggest sources of new clients yeah. in your business overall, whether it's, you know, online or not? I'm, we're just curious here. Um, our largest one every, every month, month over month is definitely word of mouth, which we have have a referral program that if someone does send a new client to our salon, they do get a discount on their first visit. So that is our largest one. And then the second one always is social media. So again, it encourages me to keep up with that, even if I don't feel like I'm getting the engagement that I always want to see. Um, we're getting the engagement in the salon that I do want to see. Exactly, which ultimately is what uh, what counts. Do you track? I'm curious. Uh, do you track uh, people that say they found you through Google, like an actual search? Uh I don't. I don't. No, we do not do that one. I could right. have that before. Yeah, I would. I would definitely recommend it because more and more we see, you know, uh, still a lot of searches, you know, that people are doing, like looking to find a salon, you know, in their area, or whatnot. So that would be a, definitely a a good one that I would encourage everybody to make sure that you're, you know, asking as well. Um, we might try to make a post about this where we sort of give people, you know, ideas on what would be a complete, you know, intake form to have the the best options. So anyhow, that's, uh, that's sure. great. And word of mouth tends to, you know, always still come up as one of the top ones for all salons yeah. out there. So never give up on those referral programs, everybody. Um, do you have any tips when it comes to online reviews? Because word of mouth often comes also from reviews and people go and check, uh, you know, what, what people have said. Um, any tips that you have when it comes to, you know, building up online reviews for your company? Um, you know, again, I wish I, I wish I was a little bit more involved in this. I think I've learned a little bit in business to, not overly stimulate myself with what everyone is saying um, because there's always going to be people that love you and there's always going to be someone that's sadly not loving you. Um, our booking program that we use in the salon does send out an automatic feedback after appointments that clients can right away click and upload if they want to. So I definitely think that does help to encourage some good feedback there. Um, and online, I think, again, when you're posting, maybe when you're reposting pictures of people or them in the salon, whenever I find someone posts us and I repost it, all of a sudden, I find we get multiple people do that afterwards. So whether it's that they want the attention as well, it reminds them that they can do it. Um, whenever that happens, I find the next day or couple days, it will encourage a bunch of people to do that as well. So yeah, that's that just, would be the best. The best I can say. <laughs> yeah, that's just social human behavior, right? And it is kind of a reminder. It's not like people, you know, don't want to write a review, but they need that trigger. And so, you know, a couple mm -hmm. of things that you mentioned that we always recommend is make sure that you have some kind of system in place so that after an appointment, you know, the customer is receiving some kind of communication. It might be an email, it might be a text message, you know, that, that you know, thanks them for their visit and asks them to write a review. Now, we would always recommend that that review link go to either your Google page or your Facebook page or your Yelp page. Uh, those three are actually the most important places for online reviews to help you with your Google positioning and ranking overall. Uh, so, but just having an automatic message to go out uh, is definitely helpful. People just need to be reminded. So, you know, just ask <laughs> and and you'll be amazed at, uh, you know, at how many responses you actually can, uh, can get from For it. sure, so, for sure, yeah. Definitely, definitely key. Um, coming back to just sort of Instagram and all the insights that you've shared, what is one of the biggest mistakes that you've maybe seen or, you know, biggest mistake that a salon professional could make with, with Instagram and social media, in your opinion? Um, definitely not doing it or, and, or not staying consistent with doing it. So, you know, I think we've touched on a couple times today of, you know, when you get a little bit frozen by perfectionism or, or you um, just worry exactly about curating this 
you know, perfectly aesthetic page. Um, and you don't want to put out something that you're not at all happy with. At the same time, as I mentioned before, people are maybe going to give you about three to four seconds of their attention span per day. So not overthinking what it is you're posting and instead making sure that you're being consistent in posting because um, you never know what might grab you. And sometimes, honestly, I don't think a day that I did maybe something that special um, and all of a sudden that will get a lot of engagement. So for whatever reason, they were really excited about the new claw clips we got in that I didn't think was a big deal that day. Um, but <laughs> I must have just hit a nerve with some people that they're very excited about that that day. So I'm like, hey, it was an easy day for me and it was a win. So staying consistent and not overthinking, I think is the biggest one. Amazing. All right. Yeah. Biggest mistake is just not doing it. So, uh, yeah. you know, yeah. don't stop thinking and just do it. Um, yeah, yeah, this has been great. I mean, there's just been so many really, really great insights. I, I appreciate you sort of sharing. Um, at the same time, we need to address one sort of elephant out there. You seem to really enjoy and be passionate about all this digital marketing stuff, uh, you know, which is great. And now you have moved out from behind the chair and you have more time, right? It's just kind of in the management role. But the truth is that most salon owners out there or even, you know, salon professionals, independents, right? Even, even tougher. I mean, they're, uh, they're, you know, working full time, uh, you know, sort of behind the chair and trying to manage all the business stuff. And a lot of people don't enjoy it even, right? It's like, it's this like necessary evil. And we all know if there's something that we don't want to do, it's so easy to put it off and to put it off. Uh, you know, they find it frustrating, time consuming. So what mm -hmm. advice to close off our episode today, what advice would you have for salon owners or professionals that are in that situation who don't really enjoy it and therefore are putting in the minimal amount of effort? I think there's two different things. One is definitely find um, someone, if you have a company, definitely find someone within your company that does have interest for it. And that will have to be a paid position. So reminding yourself, is it worth X amount of dollars per month to take away from yourself? And maybe it is to relieve that stress and uh, anxiety around it and have, have someone take over that is really excited about it. I think it's really weighing what is it that you don't like about it and what is the benefit? Um, I think in anything in life um, and in business, is it something that you just hate, but is it good for you? Like going to the gym, <laughs> then we find a way of loving it because we see the benefit of it. But finding something that feels good and authentic to you, um, where you know your business is going to feel or see that benefit. Um, and maybe you'll start to like it a little bit more. That'd be the best suggestion I could say. <laughs> Absolutely. That's, uh, that's fantastic. And uh, the one thing that I always mention, if you are going to be, you know, sort of uh, delegating the responsibility to somebody, you know, managing it for you, just make sure that, you know, if you are the salon owner, that you still stay, you know, connected to it, you don't have to do it all yourself but you can't be blind to it. Uh, you know, you still have to make sure that number one, it's aligned with, you know, the, the messaging, the values, you know, of your salon company that you want to put out there. But it's also yeah. important for, for all of us to be somewhat, you know, aware of the whole digital landscape, because that is the future. And if you just stay blind to it, you're just going to be in a more and more difficult situation as time progresses. And if you can't communicate, you know, with younger stylists who are into, you know, the whole digital, uh, digital world, that's going to make you a less attractive you know, destination. So it is important that you can still be aware, have the conversations about it, you know, do that type of learning, even if you're not executing, you know, the, the content yourself. Um, so 100%. make sure you keep a little bit of, a little bit of a hybrid, uh, a hybrid approach to it um, from yeah, there. Yeah. Where you can find the support. It doesn't have to all be on one person for sure. Exactly. Exactly. Love, love, love. Leanne, Thank you so much for all these incredible insights you shared with us today. Um, you know, it's really great to hear from somebody who's kind of been through your journey, you know, stylist, salon owner, still working behind the chair, transitioning, how you've been able to manage this. 
and obviously in a you know a very successful way it's working you know for your for your company and you're able to track that with you know the the new guests that are continually coming in and i think that's what everybody out there can uh, can learn from it was certainly great to get the scoop on your experiences and uh, we definitely appreciate you sharing all that with us today Oh, thank you so much for having me. It was great. I never would have thought I'm I'm not the best with technology. So I'm very flattered that I was invited to come and talk about it. <laughs> well, we're here to try to change, you know, the the industry mindset around this and to to give people the the confidence, to give them the the inspiration, uh, the motivation. Uh, and if we can just sort of change one, you know, professional at a time, that's really how we can make the best impact out there. So if you've been listening to this and you know of somebody who could benefit, you know, from the content that was shared in today's episode, please just go ahead and share this episode with somebody. And from a social media standpoint, you know what, take a, take a screenshot, whether you're listening to this on your favorite podcast app, uh, you know, take a screenshot. If you're watching it on YouTube, take a screenshot and post it into your story and say, Hey, uh, you know, I'm, you know, uh, learning about some great social media, you know, techniques, and it just sort of shows something that you're doing in your uh, in your business today. Make sure to tag us at salon.s.o.s. You can tag at Salon Cordero as well uh, to show you are part of this, uh, and we're happy to be part of your journey. If you have any questions, I'm sure that you can reach out to those two Instagram accounts. We certainly would be more than happy to you know to reply to everybody. That's what we do as, as a digital marketing uh, resource for the industry. And I'm sure Leanne would be happy to uh, to reply if people have any specific questions about what they uh, what they do. Always, I love connecting with anyone in the industry. So absolutely, don't don't be nervous to to reach out at any time. It'll be me on the other end of the DM at least for the next month. <laughs> <laughs> until you until you go take care of a, another priority in your uh, in your life <laughs> yeah 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 well i'll be back again then after that just need a little bit of time <laughs> very very fair and extremely well deserved all right thanks again leanne thanks for listening everybody and we look forward to uh, all of your social media success uh and uh, to seeing what you come up with have a great uh, great day thank you Thank you so much for listening to the Salon Scoop podcast. This show is produced by Salon SOS, a digital marketing agency by industry professionals for industry professionals. If you want simple and affordable solutions for any of your salon marketing needs, such as websites, client loyalty, Google search rankings, social media, or more, come visit us at salonsos.ca or on Instagram at salon.s.o.s. If you want to hear more episodes like this and help us continue to bring the industry great content, it would mean so much to us if you would support us in one of the following ways. Either share this episode with one other industry professional and rate the show on Spotify or write us a quick review on Apple Music. We want to hear your feedback. If you have follow-up questions or ideas for future episodes, please reach out. DM us on Instagram at salonis.s.o.s or hit us up on our website again at salonsos.ca. Again, thanks so much for listening. Now go get your hustle on, keep smiling, and we'll catch you on our next episode.